once again to Raging and Eating. This is Chef Rossi, the owner and executive chef of the Raging Skillet, New York City's wildest catering company. And welcome to my edible brain. All right, all right, I know that's disgusting, but welcome to Raging and Eating. My brain is not for the eating, but the food I make is. Anyway, here I am once again, getting close to midnight. I just got back from Sedona, Arizona. So this time, well, not this time, but yesterday morning, I was looking at the Red Rock. I keep wanting to call it mountains, and they keep saying they're not mountains. They're really, really, really big rocks that are kind of like small mountains. But whatever you call it, it's super awesome. And I went on a vortex tour, and yes, a lot of people said that's a lot of hogwash, the vortex thing. But you know what? When we were up on top of, I guess we were, where the hell were we? It wasn't Bell Rock, it was one of the other big rocks, but we were up on a big giant rock, and our guide was asking us to feel the energy. And you know what? We all really did feel something. I mean, I felt something kind of tingling in my fingers. So could have been, I imagined it, but I kind of don't think so. So whether or not the vortex is a lot of hogwash, there's definitely a lot of energy in Sedona, Arizona. But I kind of think if you climb on top of any mountain or any big giant rock or small mountain or giant hill or get near the ocean or get near the bay or nature or hug a tree or listen to the birds or anything like that, you're going to feel some awesome energy. So it's not like I can take the red rocks with me and it's not like I can just be there because I'm back in New York City. But I can kind of find that energy, I think, by just getting a whiff of nature however I can. So, talk about hit, hitting the ground running. We got back last night. I have major jet lag. And this morning, I went into the kitchen to meet up with my sous chef and my chef. I guess I would call him my sous chef, too, or my assistant sous chef. Anyway, and my prep cook to start cranking out the food for two weddings and a bas mitzvah. Doesn't that sound like a movie? Two weddings and a bas mitzvah. So, the day before yesterday, I was feeling rather glamorous because I was at a play about my life, adapted from my book, The Raging Skillet, the play with the dramatically different title, Raging Skillet, was kind of about my life, about my journey to become a chef, about my relationship with my mother, and there were a whole bunch of strangers there who felt very close with me by the end of the play and you know I mean come on there's nothing I I don't even have the words what it feels like to see an actor playing you and an actor playing your mother it's all very surreal and I feel incredibly honored and the cast was so full of love and the director and the producer and everyone who came And everyone stayed for the talk back. You know, people never stay for the talk back. They wanted to talk about their mothers and about family and about what it was like 
to try and be a female chef in a man's world in the 80s and on and on and on. So that was more energizing than any vortex or giant rock, to tell you the truth. Super awesome. So now anyone who thinks maybe my life is glamorous because I just got to be at a play about me, well, today I was in the kitchen, you know, cooking and cranking out the food and feeling kind of sweaty and didn't feel the least bit glamorous. But I did make some really awesome velvety carrot ginger soup, which I'm going to talk about because I feel jazzed and excited by it. Plus, I've been gone for 10 days and I kind of missed making some gorgeous things. I didn't do any cooking when I was in Sedona. I did a lot of eating and a fair amount of drinking and a lot of walking and a lot of loving. We met a woman who I guess you would call her kind of a medicine woman or a witch doctor. A white woman who is honored and accepted by native tribes in Arizona who had a million things that she grew in her garden outside her house that could cure all sorts of things and cure anxiety. And one of the things she grew could kind of send you on a sort of acid trip kind of thing, but in an organic way. So, And she had all kinds of chickens that I had fun feeding. And it was sort of like a zen, wild, witch doctor, shaman sort of retreat experience. Really wonderful. But now I'm back in New York City, cranking out the donuts. I think of that Dunkin' Donuts commercial, Time to Make the Donuts. So we got ourselves together, each wedding and each bus mitzvah. That's all three different menus. So everything was coordinated. This fridge is for Friday's weddings, and this fridge is for Saturday, and that one is for Sunday. And thank God I had three fridges. Not everyone could say that, but... I do think my carrot ginger soup was affected by the vortex because I got all that energy in me and I got these beautiful beads that this wonderful medicine woman gave me that she prayed on and someone gave her for protection and there was a lot of love in them. So I don't know if you believe in that, but I did like the way I felt when I was holding them. I did feel today. I didn't feel it until I made the soup. I didn't feel it when I was opening the 5,000 bills that came in the mail. I didn't feel it when I was answering the 5,000 emails with nervous brides and their nervous mothers. I didn't feel it when I was making my tuna tartare dressing or even my balsamic vinaigrette. But I did feel it when I was making the carrot ginger soup. And I do think that food absorbs your energy. So if you're in a funky, bad mood and you make dinner, it's probably not going to be that good. But let me talk about my carrot soup for just a second. So my beautiful and lovely prep cook chopped a whole bunch of onions for me, and my sous chef peeled a whole bunch of carrots and chopped the carrots for me. And that made me feel like the Queen of England because someone else was peeling the carrots and someone else was chopping the onions for me. And I do believe that is the mark of success. If someone else will chop the onions for you and someone else will peel the carrots for you, then you've made it, baby. Because I had a couple of decades of having to chop onions. Not fond of it. Anyway, so 
my prep cook sauteed the onions for me so that I could finish my balsamic vinaigrette. He's a lovely, lovely man. And when they were nice and soft, I threw the carrots in, which is kind of chopped up, just rough and chunky, nothing special. Threw those in and sauteed that for a while. And then I had a bunch of vegetable stock. So what we do in the kitchen is we save everything. The onion trimmings, the carrot peelings, the ends of fennel, the ends of corn. I mean, really just about everything. Some things, no, some things aren't good in the stock, but almost everything, tomato peels, you name it. And we boil and boil it and boil it and we make a beautiful vegetable stock so nothing goes to waste. So my freezer is full of beautiful vegetable stock. So after my carrots were sauteing for a while, I threw in some minced ginger and some minced garlic, and then I threw in a ton of vegetable stock and salt and pepper and ground cardamom, which is a cute, gorgeous thing, and some celery salt because I like it. And I let it cook forever and ever and ever until the carrots were soft enough that you could put it in your hand and mush it. I wanted it that soft. Now, then what I did so I let it cool off just a little bit, not too much. And I batch by batch pureed it in my food processor, which as you know, we call my esposo because the food processor is my husband. I am married to my food processor. I love my esposo. My esposo loves me. I cannot be separated from my beautiful esposo. So there you have it. My husband, the food processor. Sometimes it's my esposa, my wife. Depends on my mood. And sometimes the little one, I make my esposo, my husband, and the big one, my esposa, my wife. But today, the big one was my esposo. So, batch by batch, I threw in my beautiful carrots and onions and everything, and the stock pureed it. And then I added fresh orange juice gorgeous, gorgeous. I kind of felt like I wanted a little more ginger, so I threw in a little more minced ginger because I wanted it really zingy. And then I threw in what I wanted to give it a nice velvety texture, and I wanted to keep it vegan because this is a vegan lovely thing to do. I threw in coconut milk, and that made it so soft and velvety. And then I wasn't done. I wasn't done yet. I gave it a little hot sauce, and I upped the pepper a little bit, with some white pepper and I brought it around the bend with a nice deep amber maple syrup so I could give it that sweet edge that I wanted and let me tell you that was some yummy soup is some yummy soup because I'm serving it on Saturday in little mini beer mugs so you got the sweet of the maple and the velvet of the coconut and the celery salt and the salt and the the bite of the white pepper and that really sharp little yum kind of spice of the hot sauce. The maple syrup sweetened it all up and then it just wanted one little extra something and so I gave it a little few drizzles of apple juice. That was some gorgeous tomato soup, let me tell you. I would have sex with that, not tomato soup, that's tomorrow, sorry. I would have sex with that carrot ginger soup. Tomato soup is tomorrow. Anyway, but I did feel like the vortex was in me because I don't think I've ever made a carrot ginger soup quite that velvety and quite that soft. It's like a blanket of soup. 
And I do think everyone who has a little beer mug of my carrot ginger soup is going to feel loved. I really do. The tomato soup I'm making tomorrow. And you know how I make that. I've told you already. I make it a few different ways. But this way I'm going to make it. I'm going to cook down onions and celery. And I throw in some carrot too. Surprising, I know. And tomato. And cook it forever and ever and ever. And season it with salt and pepper and celery salt and a pinch of cayenne. And when I puree it, I give it fresh orange juice and a little bit of lemon and bring it around. Sometimes I like to give it a little bit of V8 vegetable juice just for fun. I don't always do it. Depends on how all the flavors mix up. And I throw in extra garlic and fresh cilantro. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All pureed. That's going to be served in a shot glass with a little baby grilled cheese sandwich. But today was all about the carrot ginger soup. There's nothing sexier in the world than a velvety carrot ginger soup. So was the vortex in my soup? I do think so. I do believe in this, you know, that your energy is in your food. So if you're going to a restaurant and you want to know how the food is, look in the kitchen. For instance, when I was in Sedona, we visited a very, well, a very snobby sort of Italian restaurant. The chef who owns the restaurant owns four or five of the other top, very high-end, sought-after, super booked-up restaurants. And she really thinks that her poo-poo doesn't stink, if you know what I mean. You like the way I did that instead of the other word that we don't say on public radio? I thought you'd be impressed with that. Anyway... So my girlfriend and I went to her restaurant and I walked in and I said, I'd like a table for two, please. And the host said, sure, come back on October 4th. This was on September 29th, I think. So rather snobby, but they fit us in anyway, even after all that. We had to wait a couple hours. though. We sat at a table and... The waiter didn't seem very happy. Actually, he seemed just a bit stoned, to tell you the truth, which is not a bad thing, but you kind of want your waiter to not be really stoned when he's taking your order. And so I ordered things that looked good on the menu. It was fairly pricey, but I was, you know, this was a special night, and the play was in Sedona, and I thought, whatever, the food will be gorgeous. Well, what happened was the food came out, and... First of all, it wasn't as described on the menu. The menu said broccoli rabe, and it came out with asparagus. I had a pasta primavera that came out looking like there was nothing on the pasta but air, no sauce, no butter, no oil, no nothing. It was a very uninspired dish, and it was very clear that there was no love in it. So here we were in this beautiful restaurant, very expensive, very booked up. People really want to be there. And I am being served food that was clearly prepared by someone who had no love in their heart. Now, later on, I heard that the entire kitchen staff had walked out for some reason or another. They were unhappy, I guess. And this was the replacement kitchen staff that clearly wasn't very happy either. And the crazy thing was that even though all of the ingredients were there, the beautiful fish was there, the beautiful tomato concasse was there, 
not the broccoli rob until I complained that finally came out later but you know the ingredients were there but the love was missing the vortex energy was missing it was completely devoid of soul and that's an amazing thing so I think if I had made that carrot ginger soup mm, two weeks ago it would have been good people would have said it was tasty but I don't think it would have had that sublime, velvety, sexy undertow from the vortex energy. So I think I'm going to carry that energy with me wherever I go. I'm not going to lose it. I am deciding not to lose it. So think about it. I mean, what do you do for a living? Maybe you're not a chef. Maybe you're an artist. Maybe you're a writer. Maybe you're a school teacher. Maybe you're a landscape designer. Maybe you're hmm, a dog walker. Whatever it is that you do, think about if you go into work and you just have no energy in your soul and no bounce in your step and no love in your heart, then you're going to have a very bland, boring, kind of I just got to get through it looking at the clock kind of day. I mean, let's say you're a dog walker and you have no soul and no energy and no vortex power. You're going to drag the dogs around, wait for them to pee, drag them somewhere else, give them a bone, whatever you do. The dogs are going to be like, all right, I'm happy I'm outside, but clearly you don't like me, so I'll take the treat and maybe wag my tail, but no big deal. But let's say you put love in your heart, which I personally think you should do anytime you are interacting with animals because they really need love you put the love in your heart and then you pick up those dogs and you're playing with them and loving them and having a great day and running around and they're barking and laughing the way dogs can laugh and you can kind of tell because they sort of smile thing curls up and you're like oh i wish this day would go on forever it's wonderful so that's a better way to be right And in the kitchen today, yeah, I had jet lag. Yeah, I felt cranky. Yeah, things were happening to aggravate me. I'm not going to lie. But when I let it go for a little bit and just put my soul into making a beautiful soup, everything was right with the world. So think about it. We all spend energy. Everyone in their life spends energy wishing that we didn't die. That's the kind of crappy thing about being on this earth you know you're going to die and as we get older we spend energy trying to live longer lamenting the fact that we will you know die soon not maybe not but for instance I know now that it always was the years I had ahead of me were much more than the years I have behind me now for the first time the years I have behind me are probably more than the years I have ahead of me. So, you know, start to think that life is short and you want more time and how can you have more life? Well, I think the answer is not to add on years to your life when, yes, that's a good thing. If you can do it, go for it. But I think the real answer is to have more life in your life while you're here. And so if you can summon your inner vortex energy, you don't have to go to Arizona and climb up on a red rock. You don't have to go jump into the ocean. You don't have to go into the forest. All those things are great if you can do it. Don't get me wrong. 
that you can summon that vortex energy in you right now. I'm in New York City in the Lower East Side and a big giant rat ran across the sidewalk right in front of me on my way home today probably because all the trash is out. It's trash picking up day and it's stinky and horrible and rats are disgusting. And you know what? I'm not so happy to be home. I'd rather be in Sedona looking at the Red Rock. But I'm feeling my energy. It's in there. It doesn't want to be shut down. It wants to be cultivated. And maybe it's harder to get that energy flowing in the middle of a city especially one that has garbage on the streets and rats running around the size of Cujo, maybe. But even if it's a little spark, if you can fan it and fan it and fan it, you can get a vortex tornado happening inside of you. And it's a gorgeous, sexy thing. So think about it. Now tomorrow, what are you going to go do tomorrow? Are you going to mow the lawn? Are you a landscaper, a gardener? Wow, gardeners are, you know, special because they're controlling lots and lots of beauty. And I think it's a sin to be a gardener if you don't have love in your heart because all those flowers and plants, they feed on that. I have a little bitty plant I got, smallest little thing. You could hold it in the palm of your hand. It was given to me by a woman in my local laundromat. And she gave it to me in April. It was a gift for my getting vaccinated. She decided anyone who got vaccinated, she would give a little plant to. I think it's called an umbrella plant. Well, I really fell in love with this little plant. And it doesn't want to be transplanted. It seems to like the little plastic pot it's in. And my friend Charmaine told me as long as the roots aren't pushing out the bottom and it seems happy and perky, it's happy. Sometimes they like being tight most people do. I need to do some more sit-ups, but I like being tight too. Anyway, my little umbrella plant is so happy and it's just growing and growing and it still doesn't want to be transplanted. So I'm keeping my eye on my little baby. But what I do know is that in the morning, for whatever reason, I get it situated in the sun. I give it a little water when it wants it and I'll talk to it a little bit and I pet it. And when I pet it, I do feel that I'm putting some energy into it, but I also feel like I'm getting some energy. I feel like it it likes being pet. It's like petting a kitty cat. I can almost feel it purring. All right, maybe that sounds a little nutty to you, but you know what? Sue me. That's how I feel. Some things are a little nutty, like our guide on the Vortex Tour said that there was once a population of aliens who were giant ants who came to the earth, I guess, to eat everybody or something. Uh, no. I think that's more about the edible marijuana she had earlier in the day. I don't think giant ants were on the earth eating people. But you never know. I wasn't around millions of years ago. But I do think if there were giant ants on the earth that came from another planet and they were eating people, I somehow think we'd know about it. There'd be some fossil of a giant ant or there'd be a cave drawing or something so I'm not buying it but I did enjoy did enjoy the tour all the same so tomorrow I'm gonna go back into the kitchen I'm gonna be in the kitchen every day this week if you wonder where I'm gonna be 
not being glamorous, just cranking out the food. I'm going to go and make my beautiful tomato soup because the world needs it. And I'm going to make a gorgeous Creole sauce, which is going to be ladled over a beautiful pepper-crusted salmon. And my Creole sauce is basically, I make it a little different every time, but essentially I'm making a very thick and chunky tomato sauce with Creole seasoning. So what I'll do is saute onions and garlic and celery. That's sort of the holy grail, onion, garlic, and celery. And then I throw in some whole tomatoes from the can, or sometimes I'll chop up fresh tomatoes and throw that in. Either way, I'm throwing in tomato. And I cook that for a while. And I start to slowly play with my seasoning. So I know I want a little cayenne because Creole likes a little cayenne. And I know I want a little paprika because Creole likes a little paprika. And I know I actually have some Cajun spice, so I throw that in cheating just a little bit because why not? And white pepper and black pepper and salt, it loves all that. And some hot sauce, it loves all that. And I cook that for a while because it's yummy, yummy, yummy. And then I'm going to throw in a few other things just for fun. I'll hit it with a little red wine because I feel like it. Why not? I'll hit it with a little dry mustard powder, which is not necessarily part of Creole, but I don't care. It's delicious. I'll hit it with some fresh thyme because thyme is beautiful and everything. And I'll cook that down a little bit. And then because I'm having fun, I'll give it a little drizzle of balsamic, and that's not part of Creole, but who cares? It's delicious. And I'll cook that down a little bit. Then I'll taste it and I'll see what I think. Usually I'll give it a shot or two of Worcestershire and a shot or two of Tabasco because why not? And adjust the seasoning. And I get this thick and spicy and chunky and awesome Louisiana tomato sauce, basically, that I call my Creole sauce. And that hot sauce is going to be ladled over a nice oven barbecued salmon on a giant buffet to feed, I guess we're feeding, well, Friday we're feeding 110 people, and Saturday we're feeding 157 people, and Sunday we're feeding 108 people. So it's a nice weekend. I feel like a lot of people are going to walk around with a little spring in their step because they had some sexy food that I made while I was energized by the vortex. So what's the moral of this story? Why does there always have to be a moral? I don't know. Maybe there isn't a moral in the story, but if there was one, it would be whatever it is you're doing, try to cultivate your inner vortex. You have a little flame in there somewhere, so fan it and fan it and let it grow. Let it fill you. Feel the energy on your fingertips and your solar plexus in your heart. Fill your heart with joy and energy and goodness and love and then go out into the world and do whatever it is you have to do and even if you collect toll tolls if you're in the cash lane on i-95 i always thought that had to be the crappiest job in the universe the poor chick who sat there in the cash lane on the highway collecting the money for the tolls god that's a crappy job right but what if that chick had a vortex energy that means every time someone pulled by, she felt the love. When she, her eyes would twinkle and she'd make a smile, and that person she smiled and twinkled at would feel that energy, and they'd go off with joy in their heart. She could be passing on joy and energy to thousands of people in one day. Just think about it. 
That's a lot of power. The same person could be passing on hate and misery. So I kind of think the vortex told Luth Collector is a better way to go, right? Anyway, I digress as usual, my darlings. This is Rossi, better known as Chef Rossi, for raging and eating. And remember, as always, food is love, and so are you.